Welcome to the Social and Sport Podcast. This week on this little COVID-19 related series, I talked to Ben Weisfeld, the founder of Tentos Media, an agency that helps create sports content for some of the most famous footballers and brands in the world. Since I started these interviews, I've been dying to hear how it's been for the players during this time and how they've been up in their game on social media. Ben provides just that, and it's proved to be fruitful and creative time for him, as previously getting time with players was hard to do. Now they've definitely got a lot of it. If you enjoy this podcast, then do subscribe on your platform of choice and of course leave a rating or review. That would be amazing. I'm trying to find as many great people as I can to share their stories during this crisis to both help and inspire as many people out there as I can. So every little helps. You can also find the video of this chat on YouTube and by following me on LinkedIn. Links to both are in the show notes. Okay, so here's my interview with Ben, recorded on Thursday, 7th May 2020. Thank you very much for joining me, Ben. Do you want to give a very quick overview of what Tentos Media does, is, and who you look after? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're Tentos. We we basically got there's three different elements to our business. Um, there is the player side. So the company started I think just over four years ago now, where we manage the media profile of around twenty different global players. Um, so what that means is we manage their digital strategy in basically their brand strategy uh, manage all their social content creation brand building uh audience analysis data um graphic design content creation commercial partnerships of anything you can really everything. think of in that media space so yeah. we're not an agent in any way so we work with agents alongside agents to basically become that media function of of any sort of elite talent so that's sort of one part of the business and the other is in essence, it's, it's a creative agency. It's a sports content specialist creative agency where we've been fortunate to work with some some brilliant brands over the last sort of, I think that sort of kicked in about two years ago. So working on a whole number of sort of from sponsorship activations to influencer outreach to global campaigns, um, sort of a, a real mixture of that. And then the other is is the format part of our business where we develop our own former ideas uh, so own our own ip and then work with either brands or streaming partners to sort of distribute those and, and that's been a, a really uh interesting it's, it was always where i wanted to get to with the business um sort of developing our own formats but it's really sort of taken taken on in the last few months which has uh, been incredibly exciting learning loads um and making great work so it's it's been it's been good fun good to hear that it's you're busy good fun i mean yeah, one of the things that was, i was really interested to talk to you about is obviously you're working with these players you're working around content suddenly we've got players with a lot more time on their hands mm. and wanting to do things some have got obviously more of a profile than others yeah and social media is you know a huge outlet for them how yeah. have you seen that kind of explode because you know, we've seen some some players are kind of producing a hell of a lot that authentic style content. That the, the this is what I'm doing from home content, unless you yeah. pull Pogba, which then it's completely different. Yeah, I think if you go back to what the the week it all got locked down, as it were, eighty or ninety percent of the majority of players' everyday content was was disappeared. It just it was a taken. So you go 
and this is the run of the mill, the, the boring bits, as it were, the training photos, the match photos, yeah. the, you know, well, three the, this points. This was a great win go, or this, that, we'll try harder next time type. Exactly. And, and if you go, that then gets shredded overnight. For me personally, it's been the most exciting period for what we do since I started the company when it was sort of all new and fresh. It's, it's literally stripped everything away from what your normal is. And it's like, right, cool. Everyone's banging on about this, the phrase, the new normal, but right. What, what, what does that look like? How can we get the most of our players particularly when they are most available than we've ever had them, <laughs> you know, training schedules, match schedules, or they've lost or they can't do something. All of that stuff just totally gets shredded. And then you're like, okay, well, Training photos sort of then get replaced by a workout from home or a wonder goal screamer gets replaced by an amazing trick or a skill in the garden. So it's actually allowed us creatively to just go mad, which is fun. (laughs) Which creative doesn't want to be creative. We've got some of the best players in in the Premier League on our roster and you're like, come on, (laughs) what can we do? How, How can we, how can we, stand out from that so if you go matches commonly tend to lead to a spike in followers so Trent Alexander-Arnold does an unbelievable free kick against Barcelona everyone wants to know that or Casper Schmeichel's made a double save in a World Cup semi-final or quarter-final his numbers obviously go up but away from that what are the things that we can now do in isolation which sort of generate our own spike and I think that's been a really really interesting challenge to mm. everyone's on their phones more than ever everyone who's probably been on this podcast has spoken about that and that's nothing new but it's like right when they're on their phone how do we how do we make sure that our players are cutting through and there is a lot of noise going on right now that's absolutely clear like this everyone's trying to do the next thing or the the thing that stands out or gets on a 433 or a sport bible if that's how they measure success or whatever it may be but um it's also just allowed us more importantly to strengthen our relationships with, with not only uh, agents and financial advisors or whoever would who'd look after those players, but also with the players themselves. You know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a, honestly from something I was honestly dreading. It's uh, I think we've, we've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it actually, <laughs> which, is quite weird, which is quite weird. <laughs> Yeah, from a work perspective, obviously. From a work perspective, from, obviously. Yeah, from a work perspective. So when it one. first happened, what was the reaction? You know, was it the players coming to you saying, I need to do something, what, what can we do? Or were you going to the players saying, well, you've now got this opportunity? Uh, we, we had a good three, four hour internal, what are we going to do type conversation. And, and I think the key thing around the way that we work um, is every single player has their own bespoke digital strategy, their own plans. And that really is, is not a lie. It genuinely is how we operate. Every single, you're very different to me or the way that you think it, it's, it's you stripping all that back and go, right, what would be right for Phil Foden? What would be the right thing for us to do for Andy Robertson or Casper Schmidt? How do we begin to, piece together bits that otherwise we wouldn't be able to do. So Casper is a great example. Casper is, you know, he is probably, he's a very well established household name, but I know 
from working with him for what three years that he doesn't really like to go too far away from the pitch so we'll do interviews and stuff but I know that he's a phenomenal chef I, I've, I've seen it, I've tasted it and, and he's brilliant right so we, we spoke to a leading uh, platform Tastemade about showing off a different side of his personality and, and talking about passion and that's what it's allowed us to do so we went each player, what are the key strands? What are the, the six or seven key levers that we can pull over the next however long? And no one knows still, but no one knew then how long this was going to go on for. And then weekly plans, content calendars are always part of how we work. Um, but they just took on even more of an emphasis because we had to create every part of it as opposed to a Manchester derby on Saturday or a Champions League game on a Wednesday. All that gets taken Did apart. Did you go from like, you know, what can we do that's going to work now? And then kind of take that low-hanging fruit while thinking, okay, we've got to plan for this a little bit longer as well. Yeah, it's it's been, we got to a point, I think maybe two weeks ago, where you're like, right, all those things that we spoke about then, they were fine. What's next? So we had a very, very similar conversation. I think that the way that we like to work is, everyone can can access a, a doc for every single player within the agency and and then everyone can just chip away oh i think this could be really fun or we saw this this could work there was a quarantine routine thing that we did with andy robertson which i'm not sure if you that was yes. like uh so that's like great time in cheek yes yeah it, but it's true to his personality at the same time i think that the things that were working at the beginning aren't working now because people are bored of it. It's the same as any piece of social yeah. content. So coming up with new things and new initiatives and new ways of, of getting um, getting our players' name out there and is is a big, big aim of ours. And, and that still continues. Because I think that players right now hold the keys. <laughs> they are, it's not, it doesn't matter if they're on Sky or BT or Amazon or anything. Even from the beginning of lockdown to now, people still want a glimpse into that life of the players and the more that we can give that in a, in a crafted way is is the better I think yeah and how much of that's coming from clubs as well because the clubs have now got to fill their content calendars yeah and they want to utilize the players as well because players have got lots of time on their hands of course it's every club in in the same way when everything's normal is uh is is run in a very different way. Some are some are a lot more proactive than others some want to collaborate with us on ideas some have their plans directly with the players as you know i think some of the stuff the clubs have done have, have been really good some of it i think is you can clearly tell that there is a gaping hole in their content calendar and they're churning out all sorts of things that otherwise they would never ever have gone near which i suppose everyone's having to try different things and, and figure that out but um yeah it's it's been okay with some clubs and it's been great with others um to be honest yeah and i mean quite interesting you like is it martin braithwaite you have one as is one of your yeah, as well yeah yeah he was just like like landed his dream move and i can't play and, no <laughs> i know literally i was in barcelona with him like two days before everything got shut down or whatever it was so but with, with that we, we he's had a Oh God, I can't even remember the the, the the numbers, but the you can imagine from going from Laganez to Barcelona, yeah. the social audience has got somewhat larger. And using that, 
in the initial phase just to show people that he's humble and happy to be there but then also having a bit of fun and getting people to to find out who he is as a guy is it has been really interesting uh, he's up for for doing all sorts of, of fun fun stuff um yeah. but obviously you know for him he just needs to get on the pitch he needs yeah. to do his thing on the pitch yeah. that's what we always say is like you do your thing on the pitch and then we'll make the most of it away from the pitch and and that's that's a key thing that's been in our sort of presentations and whatnot yeah. since day dot i know the different players have different things that are going to work for them you know showcase mm. their personalities but what have been some of your favorites that you've done so far well it's funny because we've always gone on this you mentioned at the beginning like the, the raw content that that side of the things is is something that i've always been a true believer of that phil Foden can hit the ball in top bins three times on the trot takes in two minutes there's no editing there's no crazy graphics and it just flies and i think that that's not only seen on social but that's also now been leading out into tv because obviously agencies are trying to figure out how they can get their spots up and why uh, while in lockdown and i think that from that side of things i i always have enjoyed the, the more authentic things no crazy graphics i don't miss uh, <laughs> crazy player graphics before a game you know that's one thing that i'm very happy <laughs> that i don't have yeah it's just like I, no i mean more on the players channels when they do these like yeah. pre-game uh where i didn't realize some of them are so good at photoshop but that sort of uh, that sort <laughs> of stuff um but i don't know, there's on there's so many examples I, I think that the, the Pogba stuff you mentioned it is it's not that raw stuff, but it, it works for Paul and it works for his channel. Yeah, and, it's got and, a bit more of a polished. Yeah, it's a bit. Doesn't need to keep. Exactly, but you know, looking from some stuff, I I've loved how our players have, have allowed to just be a bit closer to fans than they otherwise would do. You know, hmm. some of the stuff we've done with Trent on on Twitter and just replying back about his best films and Netflix. These boys are bored out of their brain, boys. They're just yeah. they're the same as you and I, and I think yeah. that the lives. It's almost bringing things back because I remember, you know, working in social media ten years ago. Yeah, especially Twitter was seeing this amazing thing that's going to bring down the kind of the barriers between players and fans, which then yeah. seems to go back up again. Exactly. And now this yeah. is kind of bringing it back a little bit. Is is they're they're there they they are bored, and and social has been a good avenue in many respects to cure that boredom. I think. I've probably seen too many people trying to do a live that probably shouldn't have gone live uh, because the numbers in certain instances you're watching and they'll be like, okay, right. You know, that took a lot of planning, but really to, to that thing. I think the things that are, that are doing well are things that people can just sit, watch, enjoy. They're not overly polished. I think people know that anything that is that, that glitz and glamour or highlights reels or any of those um for me that that doesn't really tick my boxes i think that um yeah it's there's also it's, it's what's right for each player isn't it everyone's got their yeah. own plans they want to do you know <laughs> I yeah. mean, one of the big challenges as well must be keeping some of the players sponsors happy because they're not getting you know they're Pitch going when they're walking around, going into stadiums, on the pitch, etc., etc. Big time, yeah, big time. I think the Nike and Adidas stuff that they've done has, has been good. Obviously, they they had one central campaign, which they could then not have to reinvent the wheel from every single player to get their box ticked, as it were. Um, I think aside from that, it has been a, a challenge um, trying to do it authentically, trying to 
self-shoot stuff. You know, a lot of these boys and girls are sitting at home on their own or isolated on their own or, or with a family member or whatever who aren't necessarily that amazing at filming or, or and then having to deliver good level commercial content off the back of that is not always easy. But I think that the brands have adapted. I think it took a bit of time for them to, to I think the same for everyone, to sort of figure out how this is going to work. But I think I'm seeing some really nice stuff from stuff from brands i've seen some terrible stuff from brands i'm not going to call out what they are but there's been some terrible absolutely rubbish stuff but i think that there's been some um there's been some understanding in certain respects that listen they're not going to get the level of exposure that they would have done if x was happening or matches were happening but how can we how can we think beyond just one post equals you fulfilling your commercial obligations and i think about right when this is finished what's the shoot that we can do with x or how can we do this with y and and making plans the smartest brands are the ones that are sort of making plans for what happens next because there is going to be that void of content regardless of matches being played they're going to need to start planning for a new euros <laughs> for a world cup year the year straight after that so i think that there's a there's a, some brands are better than others i suppose is the simple answer yeah I mean, it's always going to be definitely a challenge. I imagine you've had some that have just come to you and said, you know, oh, why can't you just do this? Use digital. Yeah. 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 And I, we have to push back at certain points. You know, there's the the pe- thousands and thousands of people are dying in this country. And that's, that's uh, that needs to have be at the forefront of people's minds and posting about you know, something that just doesn't, fit with what's going on right now absolutely have to push back we had one example where there was a with a with a betting partner for one of our retired but they just doesn't work you can't can't you can't sort of just pretend it's normal and post a b or c and it doesn't work so yeah. we have to then at that point that's where you know our relationships with the agents come in and it's like right we all agree that we're pushing back on this but we would always try and make a recommendation for what we could do instead. And I think that that's where the sort of pillars of our business are helpful. So we've obviously got the talent, but we understand what brands want as well. So we can use that knowledge and understanding between the two different parts of our business. Yeah. I mean, how do you see things going forward with things like with the gaming side, for example? I know I think Trent's been involved um, yeah. with the Premier League. Yeah. Since I, then, it's going yeah. to suit some players. You're not going to get Ian Wright or someone like that doing it, but maybe probably not even Castus Michael, to be honest. No. But for yeah. some of the younger players, it probably fits very much into what they do anyway. 100. I think, I think uh, Leighton Orient sort of kicked it off, didn't they, yeah. right at the beginning? I think that was absolutely brilliant. I think that from there, gaming was always going to be, and we all said it even when we were in the office, like the day before everyone got there, it's like, like gaming is going to be king. We've been fortunate to do some really great work with VA in, in the past. And I think that what they've done is, is, is great. I think the stuff that they've done with copper has been really, really good content. I think what I'm super interested in is how many new fans of esports are there off the back of this? Cause there's a difference between esports, which is you're a celebrity or famous esports talent, or you are Trent you're going to get more eyeballs just watching, I would say, Trent, because it's a novelty of seeing Trent play FIFA against, yeah. was it Jota in the final? Like, or and they beat Raheem Sterling as well. That was, that was great. That filled a void that people wanted to go, how that flows from there, I don't know. But it can, I, I, can, 
I can only foresee it being a good thing for for the esports world. Um, yeah. Do you think it'll stick around that type of content, or do you think it's kind of of the moment, especially with with the players and with the kind of with the organisations like the FA or Premier League? I'd like to think it does stay around. I think that I think there needs to be learnings that's taken from here, from what people watched or what people engaged with, or even if that just becomes another pillar of a thing that a player could get involved in and there's a frequently ongoing tournament, which is, you know, that's that's got to be great. You know, the more variation of content and the more avenues for players to be able to participate with brands or federations or partners in a way that we know that fans want to watch that content, then I'm all for that sort of stuff. I think if it may, uh, it may rear its head in, in a slightly different format, and and be interesting to know with that. I'd love to sort of see how you could do a documentary style piece where a player starts a journey and then goes all the way through, beats all the best e games in the world. You know that could be fun. They've seen, we've seen that in, in the poker world before. Um, yeah. Who knows? Is, is the honest answer. I think it's it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what from a, a year from now. You know, and you're talking about what the Euros marketing and comms around the Euros will be what has been impacted or what has been changed or how has the industry advanced over that time period that gets us to where they land on a number of what, what do you think the learnings and some of the things that are going to stick around that that might be from from just what your experiences are and what you think will happen i personally uh, one of my colleagues wrote an article about it the other day i personally I think that if you look at the, what Sky Sports have done in, in the morning with the, the TV show and, and what TV show, it's even the wrong word, the, the feed, the live stream and, and the broadcast that's coming from people's homes and non-polished studios, people have just come to expect that. Mm. You know, it's, it's hilarious watching some of the people on the news who obviously have never done a Skype or really Zoom call and their camera angles all over the place and that sort of stuff. But I hope that there is a you know uh, an understanding that Polished is fine. It has a time. It has a place. But you know, a a need and a want for uh, something that looks raw, authentic, just is, is it, that has to live on. I, it will save <laughs> budgets for for brands and make their budgets go much further. Uh, it will be better content for players, in my opinion. Certain players that sort of content will fly better with, with their audience. Um, I hope to see that there is a lot more continuation of players still connecting with fans in the same way that they have done over this period. I'd also think that I'd like to hope that stuff like I mentioned with, with cooking or different passion points or passion areas of players continue to live on um, in their social channels because that just gives players more strings in their bow you know more than anything it's it's just makes a more more rounded brand and, and players are brands it's just uh, some are bigger brands than others which is which is just normal, yeah i mean it? i was talking to brian costello um yeah. which went out at the start well would have been last week from when this goes yeah. out um and he's at portland timbers over in the mls and he thinks that that lifestyle content mm. very much is leaned on is definitely something they'll bring through because it's yeah. now being tested and it's like, okay, there's an appetite for this. Uh, we not just stop agree. it. We should look at how we integrate it. I completely agree. I think that players, players, instant, some players, instantly, I can't do that. 
don't want to do that. Um, that's the, they've, got, they've got so many matches, they've got so many things going on, but some players who potentially have been like that before, who've now been doing all this new stuff, they're going, oh, what are we doing next? <laughs> what are we doing next? Uh, you know, and, that, and that's, and that's uh, hopefully, we learn a lot from our players, things they would do, what they wouldn't do when push bumps to shove. They, a lot of them will be quite up for, for some really fun stuff. And, and that's not even fun, but yeah, fun or engaging or connecting with fans or showing their passion or doing a feature article where they otherwise wouldn't do. I'm all for that. If they want to carry on doing that, that makes the work that we do for them better and uh, makes the, the deals that we can hopefully bring for them bigger. Uh, and it ultimately makes their social stronger. Yeah. I think I just want to finish off with one thing I want to find out. I think people might find useful is like, where do you find the inspiration, the kind of ideas for some of the things that you're coming up with? You know, are you looking at people who are doing it really well? That might be good examples of certain places that you're looking for. I think the, First and foremost, and, and some is on all of our sort of job recruitment or anything, is you've got to be a fan of sport, I think. To, to, you don't need to be a supporter of that team, but you need to be a fan. And so you have a, a core understanding, a core base knowledge of what works and what doesn't work in this landscape just from being a fan. That's sort of yeah, your basic level. And I think looking as far broad and wide as, as humanly possible, you, you know, um, there's from the art world, from different ways of culture, from music, from tech, from all of those things. They're personally on all of my sort of Instagram feeds, Twitter feeds. And, and I still love to pose for the players as, as much as I did at the beginning, because I think that that's important as much as maybe a founder of a company, but doesn't, I still want to do the thing that is our service, our product. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's knowing something that you've seen something that's maybe worked on a smaller account, but thinking how you could crank that up quite a bit or, you know, we're lucky. We get told maddest stories. You know, you can imagine player. how can we turn up? You're saying you can never use. No, no, I'm not telling you here, but there's loads, <laughs> uh, but there's loads. And then just re reformatting, recrafting. So one of the boys in the team is, has got a folder on his computer. Anytime there's anything, anything that he thinks is funny, it goes straight in there. And then when you're coming to brainstorm or come up with new ideas, he goes, what about this? Or what about that? Or this could work or that could work. And, but a lot, a lot of our ideas truthfully come from, from getting to know the players that we're working with. And um, think that that is sort of, uh, that gives us our jump off points going, right in this space, what could we do? And then we then run off and, come up with a whole number of things but a lot of it just we love sport I'm, I'm lucky that I get to work in it I think anyone that is a sports fan that gets to work in sport is is happy <laughs> maybe so the wrong word but happy that is, is that this is their job this is the area that they know that they love and they're passionate of their job and uh, I think that that is a as a good as a good way of, of sprouting creativity <laughs> That's a fantastic point to finish off with. Ben's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. No worries. It was really good fun. Cheers. Thank you.